Hello everyone and welcome to Ventures. And for those in the Northern Hemisphere, I hope your summer has been going well. I was actually able to take 12 days off grid myself personally this summer for some much needed reflection and, and relaxation and recreation. And that was the first, that was the longest I've been off grid since probably the 90s, since the dawn of the internet getting more of, of a thing in the 90s. So I, I've had a lot of time just to think about you know, why I enjoy investing in early stage founders, really idea to seed stage founders, the, the process that my partners and I use to invest time, to invest capital, to bring together a crew of resources to be able to help enable founders to flourish is a huge part of what we do. So I have a lot that I'm excited to share in this sort of second season of the Ventures podcast with you. And for the, I mean, this is episode 57. If those of you uh, who have been following along, thank you for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, just shoot me a quick note at will at wclittle.com. And I'd love to hear what your, your thoughts about the show, different directions that you think that, uh, that we should take the, the content. And so again, the email address is will at wclittle.com. So today I just have a short clip uh, from one of my conversations with Andrew Kronk in episode 48. And I'm pulling this clip out because I've been thinking a lot, my partners and I have been thinking a lot about what will Web3 software development look like. You know, as a software developer myself, I think a lot, especially when I'm building for web and mobile, I'm thinking a lot about a data store, the privacy of that, the scalability of that data store, how I'm going to uh, track user's identity, um, how, how the application is going to flow. Well, in the Web3 era, where content is put on chain, where there's self-sovereign identity, the nuances of this world are going to be different. And so I'm excited to share this very important clip with Andrew Kronk with you. So if you're listening, you can also watch by visiting wclittle.com and there I'll have more extensive show notes to the, you know, the specific topic that we talk about today. And if you're watching, you can also listen anywhere that you get your podcast. You can just search for ventures. So with that, please enjoy this clip from episode 48 with Andrew Kronk. then uh, decentralized application developers are going to have to figure out some way to replicate the database, right? The, the SQL yep. equivalent mm -hmm. in order yep. to query this data effectively. Is there, is there ways right now that, that people are working on that or, or in terms of... Yes, yes. Yes, I'm really glad you asked. So um, there's a few projects that, that are working on this. And I think the... Uh, I'll have to, I'll just share this in the show notes, but there, um, there's a few different uh, projects which are building on top of IPFS and doing this, and there's a few different projects which are building on different storage systems. But the short answer is yes. You know, I think I think the the relational database is obviously a great great invention, and um, and you know, recreating any key value store is something we tried to do in the original big data wave, and we realized like actually we just want SQL interfaces on top of this. And so I think if, yeah, in my mind, like SQL interfaces are here to stay. Nobody wants to develop on top of KV stores. Um, but what we have right now is essentially we're back to KV stores um, in crypto world. And so I've, I'll share links to a couple of number uh, of databases which are sort of taking this more like relational or at least having a SQL interface approach. But yeah, that, that's sort of where we are in the market right now. That's exciting because those are those pieces, yeah. the, the, you know, some kind yeah. of querying and structured data. 
a place to actually store that data and a way to deal with identity. If you have those three pieces, you, we can start cr recreating all these Web 2.0 applications on chain and get more data on chain, get more people familiar with it, get more developers on it. And that's very exciting. So that's cool. I'm excited to get, get and put all that information in the show notes. And I'm excited to tinker it with, with myself yeah. this summer. That, that'll be yeah. fun. So yeah, what I would say, yeah. what I would say is like the, the one nuance here is um, where your application logic runs. And so I don't mean to be um, sort of pedantic about it, but the one way to think about smart contracts is it's much more like the serverless paradigm than I'm deploying my app onto EC2. And a smart way to, a way to think about a smart contract is just like serverless, right? You execute functions um, which need to execute in some sort of finite amount of time. And then you store the results of some store, which you can kind of pull back from later. And so I don't think it's as simple as, um, you know, uh, now I have my Ruby and Rails app uh, in, in Web3. I think it's much more around, uh, we have to uh, take, take some of what's available with smart contracts. And really, if you, if you try to do anything on like AWS Lambda or any of these sort of, um, uh, uh, sort of function-based systems, it's a different approach. Um, and so I think that that's just, that's going to be, have to be one nuance is I don't think we're going to have like uh, rails for, for blockchain, but we will have something that could be like sort of Lambda for blockchain. All right, a couple quick things before you go. Number one, I have a general newsletter where I write about technology and startups and health science and teaching people to code. And I write about a variety of different subjects that we talk about on this show. So if you go to wclittle.com, there you'll be able to subscribe and you'll also be able to subscribe to particular topics. If you're just interested in one or a few of them, you'll be notified right when I publish new content in those areas. Number two, my partners and I at Proto Ventures have a portfolio company called Startup Rocket. If you go to startuprocket.com, there you'll be able to receive coaching guides and customize an operations framework for you and your team and your advisors to be on the same page in terms of what is the appropriate next step for you in your entrepreneurial journey. And finally, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review anywhere that you have listened to this podcast or watched this podcast, it'd be super helpful to help those who might be interested in consuming this content as well. Thank you.